Hi, and welcome to Finding Drishti Podcast. I'm Terry Cohen, a yoga teacher out of Austin, Texas. New this season as a visual supplement to the instruction in the podcast are videos on my YouTube channel. Search Finding Drishti on YouTube and subscribe for the latest videos. Take a seat and listen in. Good morning. We have survived another week of being uh, trapped at home and I have discovered a new place um, for my, I'm gonna adjust this a little, for um, surviving in our little home is that I went and hid in my car <laughs> while it's parked in the garage. And I don't know why I didn't think about just sitting in my car. Um, I haven't been in my car much uh, in such a long time that I kind of forgot that it was like another space to, to have access to, to, to have. Um, and so, yeah, the other day I decided to go and sit in my car because I just couldn't, when you hear your own family, like over and over and over again, um, sometimes the sound of their voices can just get like right under your skin. And I just, I couldn't <laughs> listen to my kids and my husband on his calls and the clacking of keyboards and I just needed like an insulated space. So I went and I sat in my car and I closed the door and I thought, this is really peaceful in here. And I leaned the uh, passenger seat back and I could listen to my audiobook while ignoring everything. And I was only there for maybe like, I don't know, 15 minutes um, before one of my kids really needed help with trying to figure out his school assignment. But it was like a little bubble that I could be in. And uh, I shared how I was hiding in the car um, with some other students the other day. And um, somebody shared from a, uh, an Instagram account with like things that your therapist says. And it mentioned um, sitting in your car as self-care. So I'm gonna, I'm gonna remember that, that I was such a genius to think that my car was like a, a safe space that I could go and hide in for the moment. So I highly recommend um, going and just sitting in your car for a little bit if you need a change of scenery, you need just another place to be. I mean, I don't know about y'all, we, we aren't like, celebrities in a 3,000, 5,000 square foot uh, mansion. We are four people crammed into 1,300 square feet, which is pretty generous, I think, for us. And uh, we have been making good use of our garage and now the car and our backyard and the patio. Um, but I just know that as summer gets closer and closer, I mean, today in Austin, we're supposed to be at 96 degrees. And we just need little oases within our little bit of property. So tip from me, go sit in your car for a while um, if it's in a nice like shaded spot. All right, so today, I mean, we're finally at the end of another week and I feel like time kind of blurs. And it got me thinking about how weird time is because we, and I've mentioned this in classes before, we tend to live in the future 
right? And I'm completely guilty of that. I have my life planned probably a little too much so far ahead because I want to like make sure that we have all of our calendars set and we know what's ahead of us and there aren't like surprises or we end up living in the past too much. And I'm also guilty of that because I'm a very sentimental person. So I spend a lot of time sometimes just kind of looking through old photos and living in these memories of things that I remembered of my dad and of my childhood. And there's so many reminders that pull me in these different directions. But I remember one of my teachers, Angie, talking about timelessness. That when we kind of lose track of time, it's actually a sign that we are very present. And that took me a while to kind of think about because there are definitely times where I kind of just spaced out and I'm like, okay, oh man, hours have passed. And then there are times where you're so deep in something that you check the time and you realize, oh my gosh, only 30 minutes has passed and it felt excruciatingly long. But in both of those instances, there was a moment of presence because we're not worried about time. And that's very different than um, how we normally operate. And so this, this time that we're in right now, being rinse and recycle of the exact same thing almost every day. You wake up and hopefully you have some kind of morning ritual that keeps your mornings different from your afternoons and your evenings. But we have like these vacuums um, that aren't part of our normal, our pre-COVID normal routines. And we've been gifted almost these vacuums of time. And when we can sit in those pockets, those little pockets of time, and not be so focused on time passing or time slowing down, but just to be with yourself without this like running tick um, in the background or in your head, you're experiencing little bits of presence, which I think as yogis, we feel like, oh, we should be present all the time. We should be constantly in a present state. And that's, that's definitely not the case because human nature and our brains, our overthinking brains always pull us in different directions. But when we can experience timelessness, and I've experienced this with my teacher, Angie, many times because she, she is this goddess of like Shavasana. I mean, she can put us through just like a 30 minute practice, a 45 minute practice. And that Shavasana will feel like it has stretched way longer than the five minutes, seven minutes, whatever she um, was able to carve out for us as part of our practice. And when I have experienced Shavasana with her, in that timelessness kind of way, that true presence, I was not worried about anything. I wasn't thinking about anything ahead or behind. I wasn't um, fidgeting. I wasn't feeling like, oh man, you know, and, and everyone experiences this a lot. Um, as even as yoga teachers, you know, we're quote unquote supposed to be like experts at our practice, but we are just as human as our students and we are students to our teachers as well that we can get into that space and we can either 
succumb to our humanness, right? Where we're fidgeting and we're moving and we're thinking and we're like, okay, relax, like get your shoulder blades relaxed. And we can kind of talk ourselves through it. But when you can get into that space where in my instance, my teacher is the one um, bringing us into our Shavasana and we feel like we're floating for those few minutes. We are in it. We are present. So I'll give you guys one more example that I tend to go back to um, was when I was in labor with both of my kids. I have never felt more present in my body in, in like a very active kind of way than when I was in the throes of labor pains. I did not get an epidural for either of my kids. Um, I know I'm kind of crazy like that. And it was, um, I was so deep into my breath in both of my labors. And I was so just like, you were forced into paying attention to everything that's happening into your body and with your breath and what's happening in your mind. There's not even time to think. Um, and I think that's part of being present is that we aren't thinking because a lot of times we overthink. So when you take the thinking out of it, right, our overanalyzing part of our brains out of the way and we drop in, we drop into like what we're feeling tangibly and what we're feeling expansion and contraction, what we're feeling energetically. The presence there is that you are so deep into the experience that nothing else seems to matter. Like everything else completely faded away. And that to me was getting into, again, those sensations of presence. And it's, it's not an easy thing to achieve, um, not at all, but it's something that we come to the seat, come to our meditation seat, come to our practice to try to practice and really get, um, get a little bit more experience in so that it doesn't feel like it's such a big hurdle, right? It's not such a huge hill to have to climb. We take it in little bumps and waves and over time it will get easier, um, but also know that it's not linear. Like everything else, nothing is linear. Ups, downs, uh, little bumps, go backward, swirl, all that. So we are going to use our meditation time today to try to bring as much presence into our lives as we can. And none of us are sitting in a vacuum. Um, I can still hear cars going down the street. I can still hear my kids out in the living room. Um, but it's a practice of trying to turn some things out of our consciousness, turn our brains off, and to try to be able to sit in our seat um, and be with ourselves. So find a comfortable seat, give yourself plenty of space for the spine to grow along, soften your shoulders, rest the hands. Start with a nice deep breath in through your nose. Let that go out of the mouth. Do that again, breath in and breath out and inhale through the nose, feel everything fill up, 
Soften into the exhale out the nose. Get your breath into a nice steady pattern. And start to notice the seat. Whenever you are connected against those sits bones, glute muscles relaxing. Notice sensations through the hips and the legs, however you have your seat set up. Notice the length of your spine. Notice the rise and fall of your chest. Can you take your hearing inward? So a little less of what you're hearing around you, a little more of the sound of your breath inside. Maybe even hear the soft thump of your heartbeat inside. Maybe you can feel the pulse of your heart rate right? going through the arms, the fingers, maybe even down to the feet. Notice what happens in your shoulders as you sit a little longer and if they tend to slump forward, caving forward into that kind of computer stance, just gently draw the shoulders back again, sit up nice and tall. Notice the warmth from your hands connecting onto your legs or wherever you have your hands set up. Notice the weight of your bones, the weight of your limbs. If you're in a room that has a fan, do you notice the breeze on the surface of your skin? Can you still your eyes, even though you have your eyelids closed, making sure that those eyes aren't darting around, trying to seek something. Notice if your breath got really shallow at any point. Can you keep it at that same fullness as when we first sat down?
Maybe you can imagine that the room that you're in has turned into your car. It's been soundproofed. Can you live in this little bubble right here? And then gently start to flutter your eyes open. Hmm. Hopefully you guys found a little moment of timelessness in there. That you're able to kind of just sit in the pocket of that timelessness and that presence. And um, hopefully that helps carry you through the rest of your day and into your weekend. Thank you for listening to Finding Drishti Podcast. Support this podcast with a donation via Venmo to Terry-Cohen, that's spelled T-E-R-R-I-K-O-E-N, and telling your friends and family. You can find my live online teaching schedule at findingdrishti.com.